Hello, everyone. Welcome to Goddess Alive Radio. We're back. <laughs> Yay. Um, oh, well, go ahead. Cue applause, Marissa. Cue applause. Wild applause. <laughs> and we're back with a soundboard. Okay. Yes. yes. Hello, everyone. Today is Saturday, April 8th, 2023. My name is Kimberly Moore. I am the founder and priestess of Mother House of the Goddess. And I am here with my co-creatrix, Marissa McCall, who is also ritual priestess of Mother House of the Goddess, Red Tent Mama, (laughs) and um, daughter of Athena which I so appreciate. And of course, Noodle is here in the background. Y'all will hear her because as soon as I start talking, she's getting ready to blackmail me for treats. I can tell. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, so, that's part of the tradition of the podcasting. <laughs> it has to be. It has to be. Yes. So welcome, welcome, everyone. Um, we are going back to our roots. Mother House of the Goddess is undergoing a little bit of a rehaul, a spring reset, refresh. Um, our new website is in production and creation uh, since we were hacked in the fall. And that will be coming soon. And we decided to get back to our roots with Goddess Live Radio, 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 Radio on a weekly basis. Oh! <gasps> What? You say what? Episodes every week. That that so that's how I found Mother House in the, the beginning was I was mm. tumbling down the rabbit hole of my uh goddess spirituality research and I put in goddess podcast and you were the first hit on Google at the time. So I was like, okay, this works. So yes, weekly episodes. I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I get to be on them, so that's even cooler. But I just I loved that that was a thing, and I binge listened to the entire backlog at one point. Oh. And I think I probably spent like two and a half weeks with you in my head all the time. <laughs> that's a little scary. Okay, but you're okay now, right? Yeah, we're all good now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> well. Yeah, I, you know, I'm pretty excited because um, podcasting, talking is not only a core strength for me, but it's a joy. You know, I love it. And, you know, we, you and I have such amazing conversations every week. And, you know, I miss our audience. 2023 has been way intense for me. So I am looking forward to reconnecting to doing my own spring reset and you know getting back with you all our listeners our community our beloveds um every week and we're going to be talking about of course the holy days coming up for the week we're going to be talking about our well stacks and snacks books food Huzzah, what's coming up, you know, in the uh, community, in goddess community in general, and also the holidays for the 
the goddesses and we had some goddess planner information because you know russ and i are goddess planner nerds mm -hmm. and all about the notebooks so i'm pretty excited uh our podcasts are going to be sometimes shorter sometimes longer and sometimes live so stay tuned to the end to hear what's coming up like our spring fling and a book party and Beltane, all the good stuff will be going over our events uh, towards the end. Okay. And before we get started, um, um, can we do a little, let's do the, 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 the fairy. <laughs> Look at me. I'm like going <laughs> downboard names, apparently. Mm. <laughs> There we go. I would like to thank, we would like to thank our sponsor, Murphy's Essential Oils, that was founded by Kim Murphy, the blender extraordinaire, um, who also happens to be a very good friend of mine. And at Murphy's Essentials, you can find goddess sprays, intention sprays, and my absolute favorite thing, CBD oil, y'all. Now, mm -hmm. let me tell you, I have CBD rollers from Kim Murphy that have, oh gosh, do I know where they are? I know it's around my desk somewhere, skipping around. Okay, so I have Dupuchin's and a lot of like weird neuropathy things, and my feet, well, my whole body. Anyway, if I could bathe in this stuff, I would. So Kim Murphy makes me sweet grass CBD oil um, in rollers and I get to roll them on my hands and on my feet and in trouble neuropathy spots. And can I tell you, it's amazing, amazing. So Kim also does consultations for essential oils, what you personally need, as well as dun, 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 CBD. So get a consultation, murphysessentials.com. The link is in the show notes. And for the month of April, just for us, everybody listening, use code MH20 for 20% off in the month of April. Thank you, Murphy's Essentials. Yeah. I, I love Kim Murphy's blends too. Like, I so I I pulled it yeah. over because um this is the big bottle. I had to get the big bottle of a thing. Mm -hmm. Of course I did, right? And and when we first talked about it, she didn't have a blend for her yet. And I was like, Well, I need an Athena spray, so Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and then sign me up. Lo and behold, a few weeks later she messages me and she says, Okay, I think I've got your blend for you. And it it's incredible. It is it is exactly what I imagine Athena's temple smells like. It is so perfect. Oh, but yeah. the other one I've been using a lot of, this one's an older bottle because it's got the old branding, but it's her Spring Equinox. Yes, I use yes, this yes. one on my okay. altar right now because it's part of my uh, feeding the magic process. But I just, I love, I love Kim's blends. They're so fabulous. I'm using her Bliss right now. Oh, yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah. 
And so, of course, Not Today Satan is always a oh, like a constant in my priestess toolkit. In fact, I need to I need to use the my uh, internet and place a new order because I am just about out of Not Today Satan. <laughs> and don't forget to get the STFU, you know, which is mm-hmm. <clears throat> apparent. Shut the fuck up. It is amazing. Okay, is. amazing. And also, if you um, happen to be a smoker or know a smoker, that spray actually removes the smell oh. of smoke. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Huh. I love that. Yeah, I have that one in a roller. I put that one on like when mm-hmm. I'm going into meetings and stuff with people that I don't necessarily want to spend a lot of time right. chatting with. <laughs> Just like, I love that. this is a little bit of protection before I go in. <laughs> and yeah. everyone's like, your perfume always smells so good. And I'm like, thank you. It's a protection practice. <laughs> I love it. I know. That's so funny. So thank you, Kim Murphy, murphysessentials.com. Get on over, code MH20, and have some fun. Get some CBD. Yeah, man. So, ah. <sighs> Here we are. <sighs> That's been the day today. It's just. Oh, <laughs> I know. I know. It is. Yeah. The moon's in Scorpio. It's been, but it's been kind of a gentle moon in Scorpio. Weirdly. Right. But I'll take, I'll take it. I'll take it. So let's run through our goddess planning for the upcoming week. Because I think that's a great way to start. Um, I am in my Hobonichis, of course, those are my core planners in my world. And my journal is also a Japanese Tomoe River paper journal. So that's what I'm using for my planning, my journaling, my everything, everything. Um, what are you using, Marissa? I know. Yeah, you've got to show yours because it's okay, so chubby. Yeah, it's, it, she okay. is very chunky and like massive right now. <laughs> Look at that. Okay. So, so planner nerds unite. Yeah. Like. Do we love Marissa's? I love the chunky. Okay. So when it's actually closed and she does close, I will give the cover is from an Australian shop called planners anonymous, um, which my husband thought was a joke because he was like, why would anybody quit? And I'm like, exactly. But (laughs) it's this um, stargazer kind of theme and it's got big pockets and a big strap, which I love. But my core planner is the Wonderland 222 in B6, and it's a weekly planner also on Tomoe River paper because um, I had been holding out for a long time. And then Kimberly's like, have you heard the crinkle? And I was like, dang it, now I have to go buy one. So it started with Astology and all went downhill from there. Um, But I do have, I saw I have my main planner is the Wonderland 222. I am also using the wonderland uh tomoe river paper journal right now although i do have a brand new stylogy ready to go because this one's only going to carry me out through the rest of april and then i'm going to move into a new journal in may and that's exciting for me because i like i like moving into a new journal it's always like a little 
fun spree kind of thing. Um, so I've been spending, I, I, this is my primary, like everyday carry kind of thing, but I've been spending a lot of time in my author notebook too, which is the traveler's notebook. Yeah. So that one has been, ugh, that one's over here. I'm going to make sure I don't have things hanging out that are spoilers. There we go. So I've got my little so Sparrow TN with some, you know, inserts and everything in it. And um, I've been spending a lot of time in there because it's the month of Camp NaNoWriMo. So everything yeah. is writery. Oh, it's so writery. I know. Well, so this is the, okay, here we go. Sakai, right? S-A-K-A-E on Amazon. And it comes with its own cover, which I put my stickers on the outside so I can transfer it. Yay. Um, to Maui River Paper. It's a grid. It's beautiful. And I fell so in love with it that I ordered a new one for my journal and because I commandeered this one for my writer notebook for Camp Nano, Rimo, April. Now, for those of you that don't know, <laughs> Nano, Nano Rimo is the National Novel Writing Month, which happens in November. Mm-hmm. And then there are two months, April and July, where we do Camp Nano. And I'll just say again for those that didn't hear, Marissa won NanoRimo <laughs> in November by writing more than 50,000 words. I did not. I did not. It, it's definitely um, one of those things where you sit back and you go, wow, I did it. How did I do it? <laughs> But a lot of that has to do with the support system too, right? We were doing writing sprints with the creative writing group in November. You and I were sprinting, you know, individually. And so it was, it was really, I felt like a real big sense of accomplishment hitting the goal. But at the same time, it was also very nourishing for me because I got to hang out with my writer friends while we were doing it. And it was fun. And it's, it's a lot of words to write in 30 days, but it's not impossible no so you did I mean it. you, you kind of can't do anything else <laughs> that's right members yeah. are always set up like that where like October we're prepping for Samhain we have all the big like planning sessions for the rest of the year that kind of stuff and then um once November 1st starts like my family pretty much sees me at dinner time and getting coffee on the way out the door to work and that's about it because <laughs> yeah. it's like I come in home from day job we have dinner and a little bit of family time and then I go straight to the straight to right. the keyboard. So it's it is a big project is a huge amount of dedication and time in, into it. But it's fun to get to the end of it and go, wow, I I really accomplished this amazing thing, you know, in a 30 day time period. My goals are not quite as lofty for April. No, I know. <laughs> But, you know, the camp is a little bit more casual, you know, so um, NaNoWriMo, so it's N-A-N-O-W-R-I-M-O dot org is where you can go and find out more information, join in, go to the Mother House Facebook group in the show notes and, um, and share with us. What are you writing? Marissa and I both happen to be working on fiction right now so holla holla <laughs> to our community we will be sharing some tidbits soon um about our projects so yeah yeah man 
I love it. I can't wait till we get our book launches ready to go. And then we get to interview each other. Tell me about your I know, process. right? <laughs> we can be on our own podcast. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a goddess book chat just specifically for it. It'll be awesome. We will. We will. So I love it. All right. So we're looking at the holy days calendar looking at this week and we're beginning with sunday april 9th going through saturday april 15th the full holy day calendar is available at goddessaliveradio.com and all you have to do is sign in and you get access to our archives and our monthly goddess calendars so Huzzah, huzzah. Yep. And some cool pictures, you know, fun little goodies. All right. So, of course, Easter Sunday is a big deal. It is also the conversion this weekend of Easter, Passover, and Ramadan. And that region is popping off. So I've been chanting... And I know you as well, Marissa, have been doing prayers, I, you know, just hoping for some peaceful resolution and that mm-hmm. people can celebrate their holy days. <laughs> and the treat alarm has gone off. <laughs> we don't even need a soundboard. We've got noodles. <laughs> Noodle, what's your favorite? Oh, wait, she has a favorite holy day. Would you oh. like to know? Oh, yeah. What's your favorite holy day this week? It is Saturday, the Festival of Bost. The kitty goddess. I could see that. Although I feel like it might be a little sacrilegious, but Noodle might want her own altar full of treats. She does. (laughs) does. Yep. She is an embodiment of goddess in her own way. She is, right? Yeah. Okay, here. You can have a sacrifice. Right? Yes. Kitties love sacrifices. Yes. And we must appease the kitty goddesses. So there we go. But yeah, actually. Here, we can do a, a quick run through, then you pick your favorite. How's that? Or what you're focusing on or anything. Um, okay. So I don't celebrate Easter, obviously, except the chocolate parts um (laughs) um so on tuesday april 11th venus will be moving into gemini which happens to be marissa's son totally digging venus and gemini this year too like i had an awesome reading at the end of last year um and the astrologer that I spoke to, she's fantastic, Laura Sanger Watkins. I love you. Um, but she she was like, Yeah, so you know, this time of the year, the period between the you know, the eclipses and the full moon at the end of or the full moon at the beginning of April and then through eclipse season and really that peak point where Venus hits Gemini, that's where all of the juicy goodness is going to come for the book. And that's what I'm looking forward to. So oh. this coming week is going to be madness in my writing process, but it's going to be so good. Cause I'm really looking forward to that kind of flow of 
that richness and the luxuriousness meeting with my overzealous air self. <laughs> I know. And Venus in Gemini is like, Venus is the social butterfly. You know, she's all over the place, flirting, blowing kisses. Uh, there are two squares <laughs> with Saturn and Neptune, though, that may dampen down Venus and Gemini. But you know what? We love our mama Venus. We know she will prevail. You know. So that's kind of a fun energy. You know, it lightens things up. Of course, Venus is leaving Taurus, which um, is one of her favorite places to be. Taurus being ruled by Venus. Libra being ruled by Venus, which is me. So, you know, we love our Venus. I like it. I like it. Now, Wednesday, April 12th, is the ancient Roman feast day of Libertas, Our Lady Liberty. And considering liberty is under assault at this moment. Wow. Yeah, you can't climb up there. Noodle, sorry. Uh, yeah, she's assaulting my desk. And <laughs> no, no, that wasn't an invitation. Here, you lay down here. Um, I think, you know, I will be lighting a candle to Libertas. You know, and Tennessee, I'm thinking about you. <laughs> but it also is St. Cecilia's Feast Day, the patroness of music. And it is also the feast day of Caridad del Cobre, Our Lady of Charity in Cuba, who is Oshun. Dun, 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 the Orisha goddess Oshun, and St. Cecilia is one of her saint forms. So we are feasting with Oshun. I will be going to the river um, on Thursday. I can't make it on Wednesday, but I will be going on Thursday to take some sunflowers to the river and some honey and some wishes. So, of course, Oshun is in keeping with Our Lady Venus as well and is a playful flirt. This is her spring, you know, <laughs> her spring feast day. So Oshun, Maferefun Oshun. I'm a daughter of Oshun. So, um, and an Aborisha in Lukumi. So this is a very special day for me this week. Yeah, yeah. Mm. April 13th. I always say this wrong. Like, I want to say Cerealia. Cerealia. <laughs> it is the um, feast day of the Roman goddess Ceres. So, eat your oatmeal, y'all. <laughs> maybe, maybe we just start calling it, pronounce, like, saying it. Cerealia. <laughs> I like yeah. that. <laughs> Cerealia. Yeah, Cerealia. Yeah. Cer yeah. Cerealia? I don't know. It, I think it's spelled Cerealia, but it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's it was, like cereal IA. Yes. So, what's your favorite cereal, Marissa? It's a toss up between Lucky Charms. <laughs> magically delicious. They are magically delicious. What's really funny is that as I get older, I realize I eat around the marshmallows. 
but I like the flavor that they give to the rest of the bowl of cereal. Yes. Um, either that or cinnamon apple Cheerios. Mm. We found a box of those at the grocery store not too long ago, and I was like, oh, it's like an Apple Jacks meets a Cheerio, and I needed that oh. in my life. So they are so good, and they don't have that weird aftertaste that an Apple Jacks has. So I was yeah. all for that. Um, but yeah, no, I like I like Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I actually have a box of strawberry banana that I just broke into. So mm. strawberry banana Cheerios. Yay! The blueberry uh, ones are good too, but I can only eat those in a small bowl because they're they're a little sweeter. Yeah, chocolate peanut butter though are my favorite. And they're mm. hard to find. Hard to find, yeah. Haven't tried so, those. Yeah. We used to they're eat really... Reese's Puff cereal, but we wouldn't eat it like a bowl of cereal. You just stick your hand and eat it. Like just eat it, right? Like a snack. snack. It's a snack, yes. right? So every time you have a bowl of cereal, make a little offering to the goddess series, right? Mm -hmm. You know, make your food sacred. I like that. Mm -hmm. uh, Thursday is also the birthday of Lady Olivia Robertson, um, who is one of the founders of the Fellowship of Isis. So, and she has passed on, but it is her birthday, and so we'll give a nod to our great foremothers and magic and goddess worship and and study. You know, mm -hmm. um, ooh, Friday. Friday is the runic half month of Manaz. 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 Oh, this falls in your wheelhouse. <laughs> it's a very Athena rune. It is. Um, I don't know how to pronounce it either. <laughs> I know. We need we like a pronunciation guide for these things. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, you know, I always do it in my head. So I'm not really speaking it out so this is a lesson for us that we're going to be doing this we will get better at our pronunciations <laughs> we're going to yes. call it manas 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 well manas. i think manas kind of makes the most sense it i mean it's yeah. it's the it's mankind right isn't that that like memory and yes. learning and the the structure of social society and things like that and so it is it's an incredibly athenian rune um but i think manas makes the most sense because that kind of makes me think of i'm going to totally like butcher latin now too it makes me think of manas like meaning hands right but yes. it, that's kind of what i always think of it but yes it is very athenian and i'm i'm I have these body art pens that, um, well, my daughter got a hold of them for her birthday and she decided that she really likes tattoos and now I have to buy her the whole color set because she wants to do a sleeve. And I was like, okay, oh you're 11, you can use body art pens and wash them off when you're done. That's fine. But one of the things that we like to do is to draw runes and stuff on each other. And, and so we've been learning runes and sigils together because she gets to play with that a little bit and it's fun to have her draw them oh. on me as well but I yeah love it. that's usually how I do my my runic half month celebration is it goes in the journal and I write a little bit about it and then um I wear the rune so. of course of course I love it 
I love it. And that's a great way to learn about the runes. And also having them on your body, you know, that kind of imbues you with that energy. So it's, it, you know, it's a great journaling prompt as well as to say, oh, you know what? This week I have this rune or, you know, for a month or whatever to learn about it and wear it. I know mm-hmm. that's kind of cool. Um, so Saturday the 15th it's a busy day it's the day of Tara yeah Tara Mater which is so cool because uh, Gaia is going to be showing up in our divination and it is also the festival of Bast yes this is the time of year when the great festival at her temple in Bubastis and the priestesses of Bast were musicians and dancers. And so with St. Cecilia this week, lots of music and movement and, you know, sacred uh, celebration. I kind of love that. And also we begin the Celtic tree month of Shalya. That I know how to pronounce, <laughs> which, which is willow. The Celtic uh, Shalia is Willow. Celtic Tree Month goes until May 12th. And the theme is Go With the Flow. Willow trees appear near water. We're talking about white willow, even though weeping willows happen to be my favorite. Mine too. (laughs) Yeah. And it's one of the seven sacred Irish trees. So, and embodies, it's a pollinator, so it, it attracts the bees. So we love that. The moon, water, bees. Yummy, yummy. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm like, I know I'm moving weird. I'm massaging Noodle under my desk so she stays under the desk. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> On the desk. Right. That's, yeah. Mm. So, so, yeah, that is your week, you know, I love going into the week, looking at the holy days, marking them on the calendar, you know, lighting a candle, saying a prayer, you know, it's a great way to connect with the goddesses for the week of really thinking about the ancient holidays and, um, and making a modern holy days. One of the things that we've started doing is, um, because we meal plan a month in advance, right? So we sit mm-hmm. down at the end of the month and we plan out for the next month. And that's how I do all my grocery shopping and everything. But one of the things that I've started doing is like, uh, so like for Cerealia. Cerealia, yeah. series is feast day. Um, we're having breakfast for dinner, right? So we're doing like a I big, you know, call- Colin's going to make pancakes and we'll do, you know, bacon and eggs and stuff like that. But, you know, it's one of those things where I'm looking at the the holy day calendar and really working in the holy days into our meal planning process. Um, actually, we were just talking about this before we started recording is that uh, I've discovered Dorga really, really likes bacon. So every time we make bacon burgers, she gets a little piece on her altar, right? Like those same things where it's becoming part of the, it's always been a part of my personal practice, but now it's kind of become part of the family practice also. And yeah. Yeah. So when we've got like at the beginning of the month was um, the 
anniversary of one of my great grandmother's passing. And so mm. we had pierogies for dinner that night in her honor. And cause she was the, one of the Polish grandparents. And um, so I put some on my ancestor altar for her as well. And things like that, where it becomes part of our daily practice as a family even. And it's, it's one of those little mm. things where something different will land on the table and Alina will look at it. And she'll go, who is this for? And then we get to have the conversation. So it's it's been a fun way to kind of integrate some of that. And we started doing that years ago when we were celebrating things like Diwali and the Quinquatras and stuff like that. But it was it's always been kind of a very specific thing. And now it's yeah. becoming more of our regular ongoing practice. And it's really fun because I'm a mythology nerd. Colin's a mythology nerd. And we're very carefully training Alina to be a mythology nerd as well. So yes. Okay, mythology nerds unite. Ah, mm -hmm. I love it. I love it. I know it's a great way to dive in. And if you know, and if you keep a magical journal or are wondering, like, how do you keep a daily journal? So use the Holy Days calendar, you know, pop in and go, Oh, I don't know anything about the Roman Libertas. So let me, you know, maybe just jot a note. It doesn't have to be intense. Take 10, 15 minutes. And it's a great way to do that. Yeah, I love it. It's such a part of my everything. I hardly think about it anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, look, okay, got a schedule to go to the river for Oshun. Oh, we're going to light, you know, I have that cute, I'm sure a lot of people have seen this, the bass that sit in the circle with the, Yes. Yeah, with a little bowl in it. I use that. So, yes, Noodle. Well, um, <laughs> she's like, yeah, we will celebrate Bass this week, too. Mm -hmm. I love it. Good. So there's your holy days. You know, goddess planning is really important. As I start casting around looking for something here. Um. <laughs> And one of the ways that you can do that, that's not what I was looking for, but there it is, is also incorporating your astrology. Um, I love the magic of I as a book and reference, and but you can also connect with astrologers online, like on Facebook. We love Sam Bellier. We'll put a link down. We, I read him every morning. I do notate the astrology in my journal every day so yeah. you know see and i love the the chani nicholas app because it pops up <laughs> and it says oh you know the moon is in this sign today like these are the kinds of themes to watch for you know there's every time a transit happens because you when you sign up for the premium service you can put in like your birth chart information and then it gives you the specifics for your transits and things like that oh, wow and it's it's so cool because so it's like cool. I know just enough astrology to be completely dangerous. <laughs> so it's been a good learning that, experience for me to yes. see how it's interacting with me on a daily basis as well. Um, so I note down like things like where the moon is. I note down like if there are big transits for me specifically, like Venus going into Gemini, like that's on the calendar, something to note. But then also it you know, gives me a little bit of a prompt when I sit down to do my journaling, like, how did I feel today? How did this differ from yesterday? Is this like, and then every once in a while, you get those like, quick hits where it's like, all of a sudden, the energy shifts. And then you have to go and look and you'd be like, Oh, yeah, that's because yeah. 
you know, such and such just moved into this sign four minutes ago. And that's when I started feeling that. So it's, it's been interesting to see how that's developing. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm good at astrology research. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, and, and like, I'd like to give a shout out to some of the astrologers around the mother house community. Mary Lamondo, who many of you know, does many of our moons, our full moon, new moon astrology updates. Um, Laura Sanger Watkins, who is one of the ritual priestesses of Mother House, a shamanic priestess force in her own right, completely, and an amazing astrologer. Um, mm -hmm. And as well, Audrey Allison, who is a psychic astrologer. And all three of those, like, if you haven't done your chart or had a reading about your own chart, I recommend it highly. Um, but also, what's that site, Marissa? We like justastrologythings.com. Very cool site, free service, lists out all of your, you know, placements, your planets and everything, and then gives you little blurbs on them. So that's, that's a good free service. But really, the transits are where the juice is. And um, you need an astrologer for that. Yeah. I'm too. Yeah. I'm, I'm way too dangerous for my own good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to leave it. I want to leave it to those delicious astrologers that we love that are around yes. our community because um, we'll put their links in the show notes. Um, so yeah no and that's that's the thing i love to do though is like get readings from multiple people and then see how like i cross-reference right so like yeah. i do my own tarot and oracle card readings all the time but it's always fun to have someone else do one for you too so like at the beginning of the year right every year kimberly and i put it on the calendar okay i need my goddess forecast for the next year um yeah. and so then i'm looking at like the list of all the goddess energy that's going to come in and you know over the course of the different months and then i'm correlating that to the dates for the astrology things that are happening and like it was really interesting because when i did my reading with laura obviously laura's been around mother house community for a while and she's familiar with the goddess forecast reading and so we were going through and we're making notes and I said oh well actually that's really funny because such and such goddess is that month and that makes sense for that energy of the astrology as well and then we started like piecing it all together it was just a real fun process yeah. Um, so yes I I highly recommend having an external reading also because sometimes we see things from one perspective because it's us and we're reading it and I always feel like having somebody read your natal chart is a little bit of a um, masturbatory experience because they just sit there and tell you all the good things about you. Yeah. Yeah. And what days <laughs> to like stay in bed. Right. That exactly. Those, those are really important days to put in your planner, like the down days, because whatever planet is going to hit something in that house and you don't want to be outside of your house. So, um, but I love that kind of aspect of being able to piece together all of my readings and information and all of that, like the information that I need to help prepare myself for the energy of the day. Mm -hmm. And I, I love having them all kind of correlated together. So just yes, yes, yes. Well, it's all part of the everyday sacred for me, you know, mm -hmm. 
my daily tarot pool, um, my astrology for the day, like all of that is incorporated. My mantra, you know, whatever mantra I'm chanting that day. Um, so, you know, I think it's a really beautiful way to marry the mundane and the magical so that your whole life is infused with your own sacred rituals, your own magic. Make everything magic. You know, put on your magic glasses. I always say that. And, um, you know, and look at the world with magic in your eyes, you know, and, uh, and this is a great way to do it. Incorporate your holy days calendar, your astrology and things that bliss you out. Okay. I'm going to, and on that note, I'll spray bliss. Yes. I'm going to spray. <laughs> Such a nerd. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Thank you, Murphy's Essentials. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> and this is a good segue. Let me do the divination real quick. Okay. Yeah. Um, I pulled cards before. So, you know, efficiency. Ha ha. <laughs> so I'm doing a four card pull for our divination for the week right, for our community, and the goddess that came out of the goddess box, which, by the way, the goddess box now has over a thousand goddess cards in it, so if you ever book a reading with me for a goddess reading, we dive in to that box, a thousand goddesses, and the goddess that popped out was Gaia, and this is from um, Claudia Olobos. And we'll put her link down below as well in the show notes. And so Gaia, and boy, seeing Gaia come up for our week, and of course, Earth Day is coming. In fact, our spring fling mother house goddess cast is going to be on um, Earth Day, which is April 22nd and Gaia's Day. So that's going to be super, super fun. And um, I love seeing her because here in Delaware where I live, like um, the magnolias are out, the cherry blossoms are out, like all these yummy, delicious trees are blooming. My allergies are suffering, but it's okay because they're pretty, they're pretty. I am watching um, the lilac tree, my neighbor's lilac tree, like a hawk, because I'm going to be secretly cultivating some of that lilac for myself. Um, So I really love Gaia's appearance. You know, she is the earth, right? She reminds us of the magic of earth, right? It's a great time this week to honor Gaia, work with your crystals, go out and revel in the appearances of spring where you live, you know, take your shoes and socks off, put your hands like palm down your feet on the earth, absorb some of that, you know, magnetic resonance that reminds us who we are, gives us a way to center in, So I loved having Gaia come up. And the rest of the cards were just so funny because they were just so apropos as well, right? So the tarot from the Light Seers deck by Chris Ann, favorite, favorite, was the sun, right? 
Now, how beautiful is that? How beautiful is that? And so here we are, you know, with our doing our earthing and get out in the sun. So I have been really pushing myself. Sunny days, I take my journal, I go outside, and I sit in the sun and journal. Or listen to music. You could listen to a guided meditation. But get out there and absorb some of that vitamin D right into mm-hmm. your body. It's so necessary. Um, so because it was Gaia, I like to pick oracle cards that go with our goddesses for a message. And the message we got was seer. Oh. So now we're tuning in to Gaia's earth waves. We're absorbing the radiance of the sun and our solar goddesses. And we're tapping our psychic abilities. So this week, as the seer, use your divination. Concentrate on your intuition, expanding your intuition. And you know, Working with a goddess like Gaia, looking for earth omens, right? How is Gaia speaking to you? Perfect for the seer card, right? Look at your omens. I go outside, I see two ravens. I'm like, oh, okay. It's going in my journal. (laughs) I'm talking about it, all right? I see bunnies in the yard. I, you know, what is blooming? What's going on? And all of that. And then look up the magical meanings of the things you're seeing. Those are your omens. Allow your omens to speak to you, right? So Gaia, the sun, your intuition. I mean, it's pulling everything together. Totally. Now, final card, sacred self-care. I love this little deck. It's so cute. And it's read, read, read more, read. Yes. Take your audio book out or your book out or your Kindle and go sit in the sun. Go sit on the earth. Put a blanket out and read. I'm going to put a picture of the cards and a link to the decks in the show notes. So make sure you're going to Goddess Live Radio dot com for all the extra goodies okay i love that it was uh snowing this week because okay you stole my snow and i'm mad okay (laughs) if i could have put it in a box and put it on your front porch i would have (laughs) we ended up with like three and a half inches of snow overnight and it was 50s and 60s a couple days before that and the very next day it was 65 degrees you couldn't tell it had melt you know it had all melted off but when i was driving into the office it was at that time period where i went in a little bit later to deal you know let the ice melt off a bit but when i was driving the sun was out and there were still snowflakes blowing around because it was everywhere but it was snowing and sunny at the same time totally bizarre I love that I pulled up to a stoplight and I looked out and there's like a park off to one side and there was this I hesitate to call it fog I I understand that that's probably like meteorologically accurate but yeah it looked like mist like the the, uh, the magical snow, mist. 
was melting and it was evaporating visibly on top of the grass in the park. And it just looked like this floating sea of clouds at ground level. And it was so, so cool. And like, I wish I hadn't been driving at the time because I would have taken a picture, but it was one of those things where it was like, this is the magic, this right here. This is those tiny little moments where I could have just driven by it and not even noticed, but I happened to glance over in that direction and see Uh it happening in front of me. And it was incredible. So I love that those are the cards that came out today on the heels of that. And then leading into Earth Day and like all of the beautiful spring celebrations that we have, like that's perfect. Yeah, it is perfect. And, you know, I think we forget Gaia a little in winter, you know, because she's not adorned, so Mm -hmm. to speak, right? Um, So now we're just in this explosion of earth magic. So use it. Use it, everyone. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our sacred self-care read. Perfect segue to our... Stacks and stacks, snacks and stacks. We need to get a a specific sound for that. (laughs) We do. We do. All right. What are you reading, Marissa? Let's talk about books. Um, I have, currently I have seven going, but the ones that Uh, are like, some of them are like, you know, the romance novel kind of thing where it's that I just need a 10 minutes of escapism kind of feeling. Um, yeah. You know, I, I go through romance novels like they're candy. They're, they really are candy. They're, they don't often have a lot of substance to them, but they're something that just makes me happy. And I'm all about doing the things that make me happy right now. So that's, that's exciting. Um, the three that I think are probably the most, like the big reads that I'm doing right now, I am listening to Circe by Madeline Miller on Audible. I'd read the book oh. previously. But I hadn't heard the Audible before, and so I had a credit that was getting ready and, like, needed to use it. So I figured Circe's a good option for that. And I liked the narrator's voice, which helped because I'm very picky about that. So I've been listening to that while I, like, clean house and organize all of my stickers. (laughs) Um, But I'm loving The Audible is incredible for Circe. It really is. Like, I sometimes you get a narrator who just knows how to do their characters really really well so uh hats off to madeline miller for picking a narrator who can understand the depth of her characters and how how they speak because that's that's important if you're going to do an audible you want it to feel like you're immersed in the story so i put my little headphones on and i just sort stickers and clean things and organize stuff and listen to my audibles Um, they because it is camp nano i'm also reading a writer's craft book which is called author's life fix by tracy garner Um, i had listened to a webinar that she did about a week and a half ago i think um so i signed up for her mailing list so that i could get informed on things and i saw that she had this book and it was it's all about like setting up your life for being an author and that's kind of relevant to my interests right now so I figured that was a good one it's a very long book I think it's like maybe 100 pages but I'm kind of going through it nice and slow and taking lots of notes um and then the the women's work by Elizabeth Wayland Barber 
20,000 years of history about textiles. It is so cool. It talks about like, wow, like the original weavers, right? And because that's kind of my theme, right? Weaving Women Red Tent is all based on that concept of crafting and creating the life that you want to live and and weaving the divine into your daily life. And so this book came up because it was one of those things where I'm searching online and, you know, the the uh, targeted ads are like, oh, you may enjoy this book. And it was like, well, all right, you're right. I do enjoy this book. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> um, my God. It's such a nerd book and I love it. It ah! is. It is uh. such a nerd book. And the, like the the first initial section, I don't, I, it's not even a prologue. It's like the intro from the author because I'm reading a, a revised edition from a, you know, a later edition. And she's writing her intro about how the book came to be. And she was a research student and um, working with all of these archeologists. And they were like, well, you can't really say that, you know, women were the pre- predominant creators of textiles we have no proof of that and she's like but why don't we have proof of that and then spent like 10 years researching and finding out that it beyond even just the um i'm gonna say the patriarchal approach to archaeology was very kind of heavily implied there where it was the way that she phrased things it was very much got the impression of the older male archaeologists in her department were like that's nice, sweetie. Go, go do your fun little research project, honey. And then she proved them all wrong. <laughs> oh, and it was amazing. <laughs> so, oh. Exactly. So it's an excellent book. I'm only like 15% of the way through. It's very dense. It's very like, yeah. it is a very kind of like, if you are into women's history, um, even just from the perspective of women's history is a fantastic story because it's talking about how women created societies around their textile production. Um, And a lot of those things don't exist still today because they, they dissolve, they, you know, biodegrade and we don't have the ability to really, we didn't have synthetic fibers back in the olden days, but you can see some of those things still through the art and the literature and the pictures. And she's talking about at one point, the, um, uh, I can't think of what they're called, the mosaics on like the Minoan temples and stuff. And you can see the textiles in the artwork and using that to kind of be the jumping off point for a lot of her research and figuring out why were they doing things in a certain way and the way that they created them and the, the methodology is fascinating to me because that's, I I am a creator. I like to see that kind of stuff, but also Mm -hmm. that the story of the woman who created it. Right. So it's, it's kind of got that little bit of both worlds and I'm really enjoying it. Um, Obviously because I just waxed poetic about it for a while, (laughs) but it is really, really good. Say the title again. Women's work. And it's by Elizabeth Wayland Barber. So it, okay. it has well, a little bit of a, yeah, it has a little bit of an academic slant. If you are not used to reading academic text, it might be a little bit harder in the beginning. But once you kind of get through the first chapter or so, she becomes a little more conversational about it and it becomes a lot easier to digest. So 
What are you reading right now, Kimberly? Well, I am actually in the same vein of, um, you know, writer craft, right? Um, I took a uh, reference or referral uh, from Sarah Cannon, who we adore, Heart Breathings, um, The Heroine's Journey um, by Gail Carriger, because there's another heroine's journey that's not about writing. So this one is the one about writing. And um, so I am very slowly getting into that um, right now and loving it, loving it. It's so good. Um, so my fun read, <laughs> my fun read is, uh, well, Shannon Mare. I love Shannon Mare because she does, a, she has a midlife character who's in her forties who, and her whole midlife magic series is great. Um, but they suggested one for me called Venom and Vanilla. And I loved the name Ooh. so much. Right. So I'm actually, I just started that like a day ago. And my other one that I'm reading, I have a couple more going, you know, on the side here. But um, I'm reading Drawing Breath by Gail Brandeis. And, um, and it says essays on writing the body and loss. And this book is not available in Kindle. Um, for those who like writerly books as well, I recommend fruit flush by her. It's excellent. And these essays are amazing. Um, I will read you. So when I first got the book and I don't really read regular books anymore because of my hands. It's hard for me to hold them, but I'm making, I am making a exception here. But when I first got the book, I opened it and this is what it opened to. I love it. In ancient Egypt, the goddess Hathor, also known as the celestial cow, had legs that held up the sky. Women would pray to have big, powerful thighs like Hathor's in both this life and beyond. One papyrus is translated as Hathor, shall make thy thighs large among the goddesses. She shall open thine eye so that thou shalt see each day. That. Gail Brandeis, it's amazing. And she even like writes in like these ways of and it's called inhale and exhale and yeah. it, it's Please. it's just a very creative inspirational book so drawing breath gail brandeis not available in kindle so but worth worth the order so those are my three i think right now that i'm you know i'm jamming on i love it i know we would love to know what you all are reading. Mother House of the Goddess Facebook, link below. GoddessToLiveRadio.com, and you'll get links to all the books and everything that we're, you know, talking about. The show notes beyond the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's our stacks. What, what are you snacking on today? Okay, so I had a blueberry cereal bar. <laughs> 
Speaking of cereal. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Right? Hey, cereal bars. I'm celebrating cere- Cerealia. Um, Hail series with my Amazon blueberry cereal bars. <laughs> um, and they're actually quite good. The blueberry is really yummy. And considering I usually only eat a banana during the day, it's nice to have something else to reach for. And um, I think I just got notification that my pretzels are on my front porch. That'd be good. <laughs> what, I, are you, what are you snacking? I have been um, weirdly obsessed with turkey sticks and brie cheese and Ooh. applesauce not all at the same time like the turkey sticks and the brie yes sometimes usually but you know like last night I was feeling a little peckish and it was getting late and I didn't want to eat something super heavy right before I went to bed so I just had a couple like a little little cup of applesauce and it was yeah. exactly what I wanted just the right level of sweet and I always throw in like I will buy pre-made applesauce and then I mix in things like um if we have fresh berries in the house like right now we've got strawberries so we cut up some strawberries that in there like cinnamon um nutmeg and cloves like i have a little bottle of pumpkin pie spice that i mix up and that's what i throw in there and oshun that's for pumpkin pie spice are oshun spices by the way (laughs) well good then i will have that for carrot Caridad del Cobre. There we go. Yes. I can pronounce things. You got it. Caridad del Cobre. Right, right. And she's above me, by the way. Here, let me do this. I'm just, this is going to be so awkward because I suck at this. Can you see? She is so uh, beautiful. For those of you on YouTube, right, there's right. my poster above that came from Cuba. I think it was a stamp or something. But, you know, and there's Bridget, too. You see my mm. Bridget, and all my other little fun deities on my wall. I sleep right under this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. See, my my altar is set off to the sides. So you can't actually see it on camera. I, we might have to figure something out at some point to do like an altar tour. <gasps> we should do altar tours. We'll do that. That's good. That'd be fun. Yeah. But yeah. I love it. Oh. We also, I forgot to do this during our Goddess Planner segment, segment, (laughs) but I affectionately call Marissa super (laughs) planny because I was, you know, I mean, I've been a planner nerd forever, notebook nerd forever, but Marissa like expanded my world by a thousand percent. She's like Jupiter for the planning world. Boom, (laughs) expansion. So I call her super planny. And when I have a problem, I go super planny, help me. And in one of our groups, we had asked if there were any questions uh, for super planny. And I have one for you. So I'm putting you on the spot. Ready? Super planny. Okay. I love this question. What are your favorite planners for someone new? Like getting into the planner world in a new way. Um, okay. So there's two ways to answer that. One Mm -hmm. is the planner that you actually use. Because if you're not using it, 
then it's not going to do you any good, right? The, si right? the best system that works is the one that you actually use. Um, and that goes across the board. You could be an advanced planner nerd like we are and still have issues with uh, implementation, well, shall we say. Um, but are you calling me out? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do the same thing. You know, yeah. last year I started with 13 planners and uh, assorted notebooks and everything else. And by the, what, by June, I was down to two. So, you know, implementation is big key to that. But for the absolute beginner, I would say go with a pre-made planner, um, something that is affordable and easy to find, something that you're not going to feel too precious about. If you spend $100 mm -hmm. on a planner right off the bat, a lot of times there's that fear of actually getting into it and using it because you don't want to mess it up. You're yeah. not going to mess it up, first of all. Like, just put that out of your head. It's not a thing. But there is a lot of that kind of performance anxiety that comes with starting a new book. And that's planners, notebooks, journals, whatever. Um, so... As far as brands go, I would say Happy Planner um, is an excellent, mm -hmm. excellent starting place. I mean, there are people who still plan in Happy Planners after years and years of years being in the planner world, and that's their happy place and that's their piece and go for it. But if you're starting out, the nice thing about the Happy Planner is it's very functional and it's very fluid. So you can take the pages in and out. It's all on a disc-based system, so you don't have to really think too hard about like, do these rings work? Is this going to fit in that thing? It's all very standardized, right? So there's a lot less to figure out. There's a lot less planner math that has to go into that. Yeah. Um, and they have really great layouts and a lot of choices. So you can do like just the monthly layout, which is your monthly calendar, and then a whole bunch of list pages after that. You could do a vertical, you could do a horizontal. They've got three different sizes to choose from. So you pick the one that fits best with what your planning needs are, right? Like if you're the person who needs something in their purse all the time, maybe a mini happy planner is the right way to go. Or even one of their skinny happy planners, which are these mm. long, they're adorable. I can't figure out how to actually make one work in my system because it's just not the right shape for me, but it's freaking adorable. Um, so I really like the happy planner for that because it's, it is functional, it's fluid, it gives you the ability to be creative. And there are so many places where you can get stickers and inserts and fun yeah. stuff that fit that size um they also have what we call the standard vertical sizing meaning that their columns are one and a half inches wide so sticker shops tend to design for that standard now and it's really helpful because you can buy stickers on etsy you can support small businesses and still use a planner that's already pre-built and pre-made and make it easier on yourself the flip side of that would be something like a bound book. I would say maybe a Hobonichi Weeks, right? As a starting place because it's compact. So you don't have to feel like you have to fill a huge page. Um, but also it's easy to take around and carry with you. Um, I have one that I'm using as my joy journal this year. That's where I keep track of what I'm reading, what I'm creating, um, you know, like my stitching projects, things like that. So it's very, it's a small book. It's easy to drop in a purse, drop in a bag, take it with you to school, take it with you to work, whatever, without feeling like you have to put a lot into it because it's already right. compact and it gives you the option to fill the page or not without having that guilt of an empty page. Um, so those would be my two recommendations, like a Hobonichi Weeks or a Happy Planner disc bound system of some sort. Um, 
because they are very flexible and they're very beginner friendly. They're very user friendly. And ultimately what it will teach you is if it works or not. Right. Um, yeah. I, I re-entered the paper planning world with a passion planner and I loved it. And then I discovered happy planner and I wish I had started there because passion planner makes gorgeous, gorgeous books. Paper quality has gone downhill a little bit over the last couple of years, but that's just the nature of the beast. I think mm-hmm. they, but I liked the layout. I liked the, the vertical layout. I liked the lines. I liked how it worked that I wanted to be able to move my pages around. And that was what sold me on the happy planner originally was being able to take that thing out, put it somewhere else, move this stuff around, you know, put in extra dividers and really customize it to fit my planning needs in that moment. And still every year I buy a happy planner (laughs) in a case under my desk right now that was a part of my system at the beginning of the year and is it's what April 8th it's not in my system anymore but I can't help it because I I love the happy planner functionality and it's one of those things that just it makes me happy (laughs) right well and I will say so I use a happy planner for the holy days calendar now mine though is a loop oops here we go a loop okay because they sum that way but this is what the inside ooh, here we'll pull back of a happy planner of one of the holy days calendars right but this is a vertical classic vertical and this is what it looks like oops let's get you a week and you get a month so you know blank wise it's pretty cool right I agree that those are great, great recommendations. And just for size, this is a Hobonichi weeks, pull it back. And then here, I'll give you what the weeks look like. There we go. See, nice and easy. Yeah. Yes. And see, and and that's the other thing is you've got note pages at the back. You've got space on the weekly layout to add your own notes or make lists, um, you know, whatever it is that you need to do. Right. I really Mm -hmm. like that about the week's layout. Um, Paper considerations. Happy planner paper is a lot heavier. It's thicker and it's white. Whereas a Hobonichi weeks is going to be more of a softer cream color. It is Tomoe river paper. It's, a much thinner paper so if you're not used to that or you don't like it maybe avoid the hobonichi planners just in general if you don't like thin paper that's going to be a problem although i would probably say think it through a little bit if you don't like thin paper why and have you tried tomoe river paper because it's it's a very different kind of paper than just like thin copy paper Mm -hmm. Um, and it holds up very differently than most other thin papers on the market. So, um, well, you could watercolor on it for God's sake. You I can mean, watercolor like, on it. You yeah. can use your Fountain fountain pen. pens. Anything like I mean, there's there's a hundred different ways to use a planner, right? But at least a hundred, probably a million. But there's there's different considerations that go into that. And so I would say if you're if you're questioning, is this the right planner? Think about what you need to plan. Think about what you want to keep track of. Think about what kinds of um, pens, pencils, paper. Those are the kinds of things that really kind of go into deciding, is this going to be a good fit for me? Sizing, materials, what do you like to write with, right? I'm, I'm, I fell down the rabbit hole 
I, w- I say that. Yeah. I've loved fountain pens for years. In fact, um, I think I was like 10 or 11 when I got my first fountain pen for my grandmother as a birthday present. Uh, but I have recently reinvigorated my love for fountain pens and it's a very dangerous habit. Oh my, they keep yes coming out with all these pretty things that I want to buy them all. But I'm trying to stay to my budget. So if you like fountain pens, then p- find something that is fountain pen friendly, right? The paper has to be a certain um, texture, moisture, absorbency, those kinds of things. If you like ballpoint pens, you can pretty much write on just about anything. Um, yep. My, I love my pen gems for that same reason, because you can write on anything with them. But there's, there are some considerations to go into when you're starting out. But I would say... If you're going to walk into a store and come out with a planner, go with something like a happy planner. Um, yep. Like I know Michael's has their own brands, Joanne's Hobby Lobby. They have their own brands of like those kinds of similar systems. Um, but start and with something carry, like that. And they carry happy planners at those stores too. So you they can do. like check your local store, but Amazon you can get it the next day. Boom. Chocolate. You can buy them straight from Happy Planner's website. Um, I think office supply stores carry them now. I think I saw an advertisement for the new spring lineup at my local office depot. So I know Walmart, Target, like you could pretty much find any of those big box stores will carry a Happy Planner at this point. Yeah. Um, But just find something that is flexible and fits your needs, right? So yeah, hopefully that answers it. And in a pinch, you know, Super Planny does consults. So <laughs> we need to sit down and go through and figure yeah. out what is it that actually you need, right? Then I can use my wide array of planner knowledge to help you kind of focus in on what's going to be the best fit for you. That I highly recommend. I get my Super Planny consults at least every quarter or so. <laughs> I know. I kind of... I feel like we do them for each other at that point too, because yeah. it's like, okay, here's what I'm doing for this quarter. What are you doing? Oh, do I want one of those? Oh, I haven't used that in a while. Let's pull that right. out, which is yeah. how I ended up in a traveler's notebook. <laughs> I know. And I'm trying to resist the urge. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all very suggestible. <laughs> oh my gosh. We are great consumers. We are. Mm-hmm. We are great consumers. So All right, my love. Well, everyone, let me tell you a little bit about what's coming, what's happening in the Motherhouse universe. (laughs) On April 20, well, first of all, next Saturday, we will have a Goddess Live Radio show ready for you. Yay! On the 22nd, we are doing a live Goddess Live Radio, and it is called Our Spring Flame. So we may have guests, we may have giveaways, we may have some fun things happening. Maybe. Uh, maybe. And on April 29th, we have a book party for author Carol Crow on the magic of genealogy coming out from Wiser on May 1st. I'm so excited. We're oh, so gosh. honored to do this. Yeah, yes. this is Marissa actually <clears throat> assisted Carol on some of the charts and stuff for the book. And um, I was delighted to write a review and uh, I've had a peek at it. It's awesome. It is so, there's nothing out there like it. So, so good. 
Join us April 29th and April 30th. Drum roll. Is that, do you have a drum roll? I need a drum roll. Okay, I'm writing a note. I need a drum okay, roll. Okay, yeah. But Marissa will be priestessing our Beltane ritual on April 30th. So those are just kind of some of the events coming up. I want to thank again our sponsor, murphysessentials.com. Uh, don't forget your code MH20 for all of your essential oil needs and CBD. Oh, and by the way, I think I forgot to say my roller is Sweetgrass. And Kim Murphy makes her own Sweetgrass oil, y'all. It's amazing. And then in that is a CBD. So get with her, please. MH20 is your code. Yeah. Marissa, did we forget anything? Uh, I what think we're doing. We what forgot we're doing. what we're doing. What are we doing? I know. <laughs> what are you doing, Marissa? Priestess Marissa, what are you doing? Uh, well, our spring session of Leaving Women Red Tent is currently in session. Um, we are learning about the maiden archetype and some goddesses that kind of correlate with that. In fact, I think the heap content went out this morning, so... Ooh, um, I have to look. I have to look. It's uh, it's all about playfulness and joy and getting in touch with our inner maiden and having fun with spring and all of the things that manifest as spring for us as goddess women. Um, so that's that's open. You can join at any time. We've got recordings of the previous calls in there. If you want to, you know, join mid session, you're good to do that. And then I've got the self-study version of the workshop that I did at the end of March for uh, working with your moon blood. So if you're interested in all of that, we'll put the links down below for that too. And then I'm, I'm excited for what you've got coming up. It's been a while. I know it has. Well, yeah. I mean, my last um, priestess program closed at the end of summer with the ordination of 11 amazing women um, who were already priestesses in their own rights and are pursuing their amazing priestess missions in the world and working with goddesses. Um, so my new priestess program, that was the practical that ended. My new priestess program is launching in May a little bit more towards the end of the month in May, and I'm opening it with Priestess of Sun, Moon, and Stars, which is a new certification program. I'm very excited about it. It'll go from May through October. And um, as well, I will be releasing the Elemental Priestess Program as self-study. Um, so look for... Priestess of Air coming out soon, while well, Priestess of Fire, Priestess of Water, Priestess of Earth, Priestess of the Above, Priestess of the Below, and then, of course, Center. Very excited. That's like a self-dedication portion. So I'm really excited about it. Um, I, I felt very out of sync on our Priestess Sundays that we don't have a Priestess <laughs> class going on. So that will be open for registration this week. Um, and I will add the links back in if you're listening to this later. Uh, so that, and I also have a goddess oracle circle coming up on April 
29th after the book party in the late afternoon into evening. I only take about 10 or 11 people and I do live readings for a couple hours for you. So you get an individual reading and um, I'm excited. I love doing my Oracle circles. Love there's it. so much. There's so much fun, but they also Thanks. kind of put things into perspective, right? Like there was, there's never been a time where I've walked away from one of those circles and gone, well, that didn't really fit. It's always been yeah. just exactly what I needed to hear. So spot on. And I, I've talked to other women who've been in the same circles at the same time. And they're like, this literally blew my mind. <laughs> like, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I hope I live <laughs> up to that. But you know, I just channel, I just go, okay, goddess, what are we talking about? Or ancestors or guides or whatever. Um, sometimes there's some Akashic information. So, you know, you never know. I never know. I have no idea. So we get in there and we let the spirits, the good spirits run the show. And yeah, so it'll be April 29th. That link is below as well. I highly recommend Weaving Women Red Tent. Um, I've been in that since the inception and it has been amazing. Marissa is a font of information, amazing guide. And it's a great way to work with the seasons. And, you know, we need more red tent. We just do. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just want to put, if I could, a note out or a message out. Okay. Here, let me get the soapbox. We need a, a, a. I need a drum roll and a soapbox sound. Got it. Yeah. Soapbox sound. Right. I'm going to drag it. And I'm going <laughs> to get on top. Okay. To the women, women allies, those who identify as women in our audience, but especially those with women bodies, you must pay attention to what is going on in your state legislature. You must. Because right now, there are over 300 bills to do with women's bodies in state legislatures across the country. Now, I keep Mother House fairly neutral politically because, you know, we were hacked without cause by those who would like to shut us up because goddess, you know, isn't in their, in their tiny Yahweh agenda, all right? Well, fuck you first. Second... Those of you with women bodies and allies, pay attention. This is not a joke. And because of Roe being, Roe being repealed back, right? Now, with all of the new rules and this and that, maternity wards are closing. There are hospitals that are no longer offering OB services. Idaho is a prime example. just happened. A woman was talking about how she has to drive now an hour to deliver her baby. And guess what? When the hospital was 10 minutes down the road, her last child was born in the car. So how do you prep for something like that, right? This is serious. This is how they are undermining our liberty as women. They're looking to control 
our bodies. And I don't know about you, but I don't want some smug old white man with views that do not even remotely align with mine deciding what I can or cannot do with my body. State legislatures, look into it, what's going on in your state. And these bills, some of them will affect states that are abortion safe, by the way. Mm -hmm. A federal judge is attempting to shut down production of the day after pill, the medication that belongs to that, because it's an abortificant. Are you kidding me? All right, that's my soapbox. Whoo. I'm not cooling down. I'm mad. I am Sekhmet and the world mad. I am Kali holding your head in my hand mad these people are looking to impose their agenda on our bodies look to your state legislatures do what you can make phone calls yell share things with research online from good sources don't be crazy like them but be fierce be fierce okay now 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 i can get down Somebody hold my hand. <laughs> Let me get off the soapbox. Woo! <laughs> no, it's For real. It is For important. Real. And it's something that I think a lot of us would like to kind of tune it out a little bit because it is terrifying and it is scary and it is so overwhelmingly alarming at how quickly yeah. they've motive like moved this stuff mm. forward. Like you can't tell me they didn't have this stuff already planned out. And it's just, it's heartbreaking and gut-wrenching and infuriating because it's not bad enough that they've screwed with our heads and our emotions and told us that we're less than all of our lives growing up anyway. Now they want to tell us that our physical being isn't good enough either. Right. And doesn't belong to us. Yeah. And we don't have any rights about it. So, yeah. yeah, no. A, All right. Activate. Oh, with Activate. you on that soapbox. <laughs> yes, I know. We're going to have a permanent soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I need? I need the, what is it? The talking stick. Yes. See, then I can wave it around because I'm mad. As right? long as you don't I'm accidentally mad. hit yourself with it, you're okay. <laughs> I know, right? That's true. And Noodle will be alarmed. She'll be like, what? are you doing over there mom you're crazy <laughs> okay so on that note i am wishing you all a beautiful week get your cereal in go to the river get some sunflowers for oshun call your state legislature for libertas mm -hmm. celebrate the kitties in your life i love that one Taramater, Gaia. I mean, we are full this week. Enjoy that Venus and Gemini, that lightning of spirit, that flirty energy, all of this. 
is in the blessings for your week. I love it. I do, I do. Marissa, thank you so much for being an incredible co-creatrix. <laughs> thank you for having a space where I can co-create. <laughs> uh, woo! And thank you to our listeners. Thank you to our sponsor, Murphy's Essentials. Again, remember the code MH20 will be 20% off for the whole month of April. And we thank you. Yes. We are so appreciative of your support for Mother House, for this community, and being a gorgeous drama-free community. And that I really, really, really am grateful for. Mm -hmm. So... Onward, as Doctor Who says, my favorite doctor, allons-y. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's jump into our TARDIS. We need a TARDIS sound. I need a TARDIS sound effect also. That one we might we have do. a little harder time because it's uh, copyright, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll get something that implies TARDIS. <laughs> yes. Okay. We'll have a goddess TARDIS. Yes. Okay. All right. I hope to see you all in community this week um, and next week and this month. And I wish you all the blessings as you move about your week. Truly, truly. Thank you. Thank you. This is Kimberly Moore, motherhouseofthegoddess.com. We'll take you to our event space right now while the website's being built. And uh, you can join us there for all the goodies. And also goddessliveradio.com. Give you some extra goodies. All right. Da, da, da. Mwah. Mwah. Happy week, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye.